Live from Vanadil. Limit Break Radio. With your host, Ann Nero, Callo, Argit Lamp, and Sale. Welcome to the next level. LimitBreakRadio.com. Welcome to episode number five of Limit Break Radio. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Aniro, and I absorb TP, FTW. And I'm LBR's High Roller. I'm Kahlo. I'm Sale, dreaming of all the black magic out there in the universe. And I'm Artitlam, White Mage, Power Ranger, go! What? <laughs> what the what? hell? Uh, you're not even a white mage. I have white magic. Okay, you have white magic, but that didn't even work. Hey, Annie, just 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 unplug his mic. I should. No, it's please. tempting. Strike please one. Do it. It's tempting. Strike one. <laughs> no, no. Uh, somebody no. just got silent on him. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's what I thought. We'll get a silent out your way later. Good meat shield. Of course, joining us this week from the server Odin. And looking oh so sexy in a scorpion harness, it's Gordor. Gordor, welcome to the show. Nice to have you. How y'all doing today? Yeah, we're doing all right. All right now, um, uh, I got I got to ask you first thing, uh, right off. Um, having a name like Gord, I'm sure when Halloween rolls around, you're one of the uh, more prime topics of discussion. But I got to ask you, how does it feel being upstaged by the pumpkin? <laughs> uh, well, you know, could that it was... could be worse. I could be upstaged by a thief. That 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 was almost pretty close to being funny. Uh huh. Yeah. You did laugh for a second there, though. <laughs> yeah, I seen the smile. I at seen him. the smile. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, at him. Yeah. Okay, at him. That's forgivable, Ben. Uh, of course, uh, Gordor. And now this is your first time on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, I'm a. Of course, you know, I'm from Odin. I'm a 75 black mage and a 75 red mage, and currently a 50 ninja. I, that's 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 an that's a very impressive list of uh, of of level jobs. That's why it could be worse. I, I could be a thief. Yeah, it's true. I've had to spend. I've had. I had to spend 30, 37 levels as a thief, and uh, it, it wasn't the most enjoyable experience. But uh, I got through it <laughs> to the I, other side. I right. hope to now, never go through those. Everybody, you have to realize that both a Nero and Gordor's self-esteem is really, really low. So in order to elevate themselves, they have to pick the biggest, strongest person they can and try to bring him down. <laughs> but I'm like a brick wall, right? <laughs> I will not fall. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I feel a lot better about myself when I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. It's true. Okay, so of course, uh, you know, with you have leveling black mage. Uh, we we like we like to talk about um, the the specific jobs that our guests have leveled. There's been a lot of discussion on the forums how we should uh, really delve in deep to each one of the jobs, and uh, really that's what we're that's what we're going to try to do. Uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna get our guests' opinion since of course we can't play every job that's out there. So and mine's not exactly high level. Right. So let's uh, let's get some expertise. So uh, well, wait, uh, we have an expert on the show. Yeah, that would be Gordor. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I guess I was a little misinformed. Yeah, Black Ma- Black Mage 75. I think that's uh, that's that's a little bit of a prerequisite. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Gord, why don't you start out by uh, telling us a little bit um, about Black Mage's role in a party? What can I say? Damage dealing. We cast high level spells. Try not to take a lot of hate. Kill the mob as fast as we can. Sounds sounds like sounds like that's pretty straightforward. You have you have a large spell list. They do a lot of damage. You pretty much do a lot of damage. Yeah. Space those spells. 
and uh, uh, you're pretty much set. For yeah, I, I mean, I mean, just to, just to get a little bit more in depth, um, you know, what's what's a good uh, what's a good like spell selection? Like, you know, you've got you've got of course your damage dealing spells, you've got your different tier spells, you know, your elemental spells, and then of course you've got ancient magic. Um, enfeebling. Enfeebling, yeah, of course, all of that. And what's a good strategy well, for using all of those spells, uh, you know, correctly? Well, you don't want to just come out of the gate, cast your strongest spell, because then you're going to get aggro and you're going to die, which I have a lot of experience in because I do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start small and then work it. So you, you, usually I'll, I'll start with my DOT spells. I'll start with shot, burn, and choke. Shock because it, it lowers the uh, mob's mind, so your enfeebled spells can hit harder or in stick better. Burn lowers int, so your actual nuking spells hit harder. Right. And choke lowers vitality, so the melee can hit harder. And then I'll go bio two, poison two, and after those are all laid down and they've all stuck, I'll wait for a moment to let the hate settle a little bit and then I'll start casting the higher level spells. Sure. I mean and that you know that's only a, a natural strategy of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, now Gord, I've only taken Black Mage level 20 so uh, the only real experience I have is dunes, but uh, it seems like uh, a lot of the time in those earlier levels you have mages that deplete their MP before the end of the fight so then you get to the end all the mages are resting and you have melees trying to whittle away what HP is left. So I mean it's always been my belief that, you know, you enfeeble at the beginning, rest in the middle, then it's up to the black mages to take out that last little chunk right at the end. It isn't exactly that cut and dry. If you stick to just resting in the middle, you'll miss you'll miss a magic burst on the skill chain. That's where most of your damage comes from. Right. It's always important to really watch out for those magic bursts. And for parties, it, it it's really important that you just tell the black mage what skill chains you're intending on doing, if any. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, I can't tell you how hard how hard it is to try and pick out in the middle of all of the scrolling damage and all of the buffs and debuffs and cures going off for your party. It's so hard to pick out what's being used and when. Mm-hmm. Chat oh, filters yeah. for the win. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Chat filters help. You know that it they seems help, it seems, but they don't do it all for you. Well, it seems it's it just seems like uh, like mages more often than any other job class. You know, more than melee, more than you know, almost anything else. Uh, you know, really depend on those chat filters to um, keep track of what's going on in a party. You also need to make sure that you have uh, good communication with your party members too, because you know sometimes you might get two melees that a party together for a while and they have just such good coordination that they don't need to relay uh, messages to each other that much so then the mages are relying on just simply watching the screen yeah that's why you should always ask before the party starts what's the skill chain I've tried that, and sometimes people just ignore you. Oh, yeah. it, it's annoying. It is. It is. It does get fairly annoying, especially if if communication in general is not good between uh, between the entire party. Does does the does the strategy change uh, when you get out of those beginning levels, twenty thirty range, and into the more mid range, like forties, fifties, and even maybe some of the early sixties? Yes, they do a lot because you can't just break out into your high-level spells all of a sudden. 
like in the dunes up to level 20. You only got tier one spells. The best you have is what Blizzard. So you can you can let the let the tank provoke it, and then just break out of Blizzard. No no sweat, no problem. Yeah, right. But once you get to the higher levels, you you have to start considering hate because mm-hmm. mobs do hit a lot harder. So they do do a whole lot more damage right so hate management now has to enter into a lot of the strategy now so now how does that shift again when you start getting into uh end game material like uh you know gods and you know sky hunting nm hunting stuff like that nm hunting you pretty much follow the same strategy as in a party with your dot spells first then your nukes Guides, you worry. You you don't worry as much about nuking as you do mm-hmm. stuns because you Those have guys. to stun their spells. If you don't, you're screwed. Oh yeah, Those and of course hit hard. Of course, being uh you know being a dark knight and having stun uh, uh any uh, almost any end game party I'm uh, I am always asked to to be in the stun order you know it's it's just it's so important that you know what you're looking for and that you be on top of it my whole thing is about the stun order Personally, I think just Black Mage should be in the stun order. Because Dark Knights have to worry about skill chains and TP and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's true. Whereas Black Mages just worry about the magic bursts and the stuns. So if a Black Mage can't stun or something because it's weakened, then maybe Mm -hmm. you throw a Dark Knight in there. But usually Dark Knights should be free stuns. Absolutely. stun where you can if you can. You know, I, I honestly don't mind most of the time uh, I can, you know, I can juggle, you know, doing damage and watching my TP and also doing skill chains with being in a stun order. It's really, you know, when you think about it, it's really not that complicated. But I know that there are those players out there who that might be a little bit much for them to handle. So, yeah, I totally I mean, I can totally understand that. Um, all of this about stun order. How many black mages would you say should be in the party in order for a successful stun order? I've had stun orders with two black mages where you just stun spells only. Yeah. I've had three or four in there where, you know, you stun low HP and spells. Mm -hmm. But if you want a really good stun order as party-wise, you should have a red mage or a bard in there, of course, for refresh. And you should have five black mages. Yeah. Five black mages can stun every eight seconds. Yep. If you keep a stone on of every eight seconds, you can stun lock anything. Oh yeah, and especially especially if you have any other job class that that has stun on them, just spam it. Oh, it's an absolute stun lock. I've actually I've seen a video of uh, of an LS doing Dynamis Lord like that, and it was just totally like all you saw was stun effects. Dynamis Lord is a different kind of stun order because you don't use black mages in it, but you use red mage dark knights and chain spell stun because stun doesn't stick on Dynamis Lord well. That would make sense then. So if you chain spell stun, he's less likely to move. All right. Um, speaking of uh, red mages to be fresh, it's around the middle levels that they get refreshed. So um, what is your, you know, as a black mage, your preference with uh, refreshers? Um, traditional party setup, I'd rather have a red mage. Mana burn parties at later levels, bard definitely. Being a black mage then, um, you are actively involved in KS30 runs on Odin. Yes. 
So uh, why don't you go ahead and you, uh, explain to us uh, a little bit because I know that uh, people are usually torn on those. You know, some people, and it's usually those who haven't done it and heard bad things, think that black mages just do it to rip people off. So this is to dispel any of yeah. that uh, negative animosity and whatnot. So go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about that. A lot of people just think, you know, black mages go in, they use your orb, they don't pay you, yada yada. And that's completely not true. Because I make sure that everyone I go on a run with gets paid. Uh, personally, I've done uh, KS30s with, with Gordor's Black Mages um, twice now. And um, a lot of people, uh, it, it's getting harder now that they have the restriction on the delivery box where you can only send out uh, one shipment of gill at a time. Yeah. So people think that they go in, they do it, then the gill's going to show up in their mailbox. You that, know? Yeah, that's it, definitely not right. the case. You can't rely yeah. on it. You, you have to be just as active in getting your gill as they are. Yeah, you know? and, and what people forget about that uh, the the gill sending update to the mog house is that one character can only have one slot uh, in their outgoing box for gill and it can yeah. only be up to a million yeah and it, yeah exactly so you know it wouldn't make much of any sense to you know let's say someone does a ks30 run and they have their cut and it shows up in their mailbox and then they don't end up logging on for like two weeks that you know that holds up uh, everyone else getting their guild too absolutely so um make sure you know if you ever do do a ks30 burn make sure you stay in contact with you know with the people that you did it with because you know most people are not out there to rip you off and uh usually it takes about uh a week or so to sell all of the uh all of the loot made in uh single ks run is that about accurate yeah, I'd say it takes about four days. So, uh, you know, about midweek, you know, get in contact with uh, one of the members of the KS30 party who helped you out, and they will get you your gill. Preferably, you speak to the one who's lighting everything, because he's the one paying people. Of course, you know, you can do uh, KS30 burns. Um, but, you know, if you were to actually go in to a KS30 with a, a standard party situation... Uh, what are some what are some tactics uh, that could be used? The most commonly done KSNM is Operation Desert Swarm, which involves your party fighting six giant scorpions, which are commonly seen in the desert in some cave areas. Right, and uh, and of course the reason that people do this KS30 is because uh, of the V claw that yes. uh, can later be crafted into a scorpion harness or a scorpion harness plus one, which which you so venomously uh, want. Yeah, exactly. I'll have it eventually. Uh, I know, yeah. And we'll see about that. Gorder, put that on my Christmas list there. So uh, the main three of the main strategies used are as follows. There are a lot of BCNM and KSNMs that put you up against multiple mobs. So the most commonly used strategy is sleep the mobs, pull one at a time. And that's pretty simple. I mean, it works with a lot of them, and it's a good, solid one to go with, although it takes a little bit of time. Right. When we were doing uh, BCNM 60, which was uh, Grimshell Shock Troopers for uh, for my Visago Scythe and Assault Earring, which, by the way, I only got the Assault Earring, not the Visago Scythe. I had to suck it up and buy that. But anyway, yeah, it, it's 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 usually uh, a similar strategy where you sleep all of them and then take one of them and, then a, and also in a certain order. But being that the Platoon Scorpions are just one, type of mob you there's no order for it you just got to take all six of them out in the same fashion right and there and you have to really watch for the black mage because it's gonna need refresh eventually because sleeping the mobs over and over and over again it's gonna wear down on the mp that's why bars are usually used most in those type of situations because they have their song mm -hmm. the recast timer is lower they don't use mp 
unfortunately, it um, means that they can't really focus on buffing people. Right. Uh, luckily, though, in this KSNM, the Scorpions only have about 4K HP. All right. So if you get some really good DDs, then they can actually go down pretty quickly. One of the um, skill chains that I read that's primarily used is Azurin Fists to Shark Bite can take down 75% of the Scorpion's HP just like that. Another type of setup that you can use going into this KSNM is having multiple tanks. For example, paladins and ninjas. And the way that you do that is each tank takes one mob, usually two to three mm -hmm. each. And then the mages are used to sleep the other ones while these tanks slowly solo them down. Now, in this instance, usually there's a good chance that you're going to die. That's why if you keep them in the hallway, once you die, the other three will return back out to the middle. You have re-raise up, re-raise yourself, get yourself back up, then go out with the same strategy, repeat, and take out the other three. Right. Now, granted, this does take a little bit longer, and, you know, you're dying, but... Yeah, at least, you, at least it's getting done. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, and what I think is would probably be the coolest to watch, is uh, there's a solo method where you go in with six jobs, and each job takes one scorpion. Now, of course, you know, base different jobs are going to be better suited for this. Sure. And <laughs> a lot of ninja subs too. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, you get you, you're gonna want mages regardless. Yeah. Um. But um. You know, as I said before, they only have about 4k HP. <sighs> Even white mages using hexa strike can do anywhere from you know if they're lucky 600 on up damage. Right. With a single hexa strike. Sure. And uh, there was another white mage who posted on a forum mentioning that if you can solo the tigers that are out in the woodlands in the new Ad-Urgan area, yeah. which are only DCs, then you should have no problem taking out these scorpions. So, you know, if you want to test your metal on those, then that's the perfect way to do it. Yeah. And those are really probably the three the easiest three prime. And, and prime strategies yeah. that you can use in the chaos party sure now gordor uh at the beginning of the show you also said that uh you not only have a 75 black mage but also a 75 red mage yep why don't we run down the uh, uh a similar list that we did with black mage and uh, and talk about red mage strategies now pre-41 you know you guys have no refresh so your your role in a party is very very different uh, once you once you get refreshed, so uh, you know for the sake of of continuity, let's start at the beginning. Um, so those early levels, what what is, what is the strategy for Red Mage in a typical party? It really depends because 14 is when we get Cure Two, so we're not really a good main heal until about 14 in the Dunes. Mm -hmm. So if it's before then, we can melee. Mm -hmm. Because Red Mage can use a sword. Contrary to popular belief, we are good with a sword. It is an A-plus weapon. Yeah. It's I, a I, B plus, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen so many parties who just beg the Red Mages not to melee. And it was funny, I was actually in a, in a Kazam party uh, about two weeks ago where my party asked the Red Mage to melee, and he, he was like, wow, I've never had that before, <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, uh, I have a question about subs. Um, when leveling Red Mage, obviously both White Mage and Black Mage subs have their advantages. Would you suggest that you have both of those leveled just, you know, for the purpose of whatever the party needs, or is there one that you prefer or think has more advantages over the other? Yeah, well, and not... And, and not not only that, but what are all the subs that a red mage should have by, you know, uh, once they get into the higher levels, like 70 range, you know? Well, once you hit 70 at least, you mm -hmm. should have black mage leveled, of course, and white mm -hmm. mage. Okay. Some red mages actually like summoner. Yeah, that, that was the other, that was the other sub that I heard. It, it's good for auto-refresh. 
Sure. And, you know, you, you have some pretty good buffs and debuffs at that level, which mm -hmm. are avatars. That, that actually makes a lot more sense, because uh, when subbing White Mage and Black Mage, you, you're already going to have those spells anyhow. Yeah. So it's not like you're subbing those for added spells, and uh, Summoner well, would make perfect sense because you're getting more MP. And with more MP, that means more refreshes for... Well, the, of course, not at those low levels, but right. later on... Later on. It will be more refreshes and more frequency for all the other people that need it. Sure. Okay, so now after 41, uh, Gordor, what then becomes the, the main strategy for Red Mage? Refresh Monkey. Yeah, they, they're pretty Just much. That, I mean, that's plain and simple. That's anyone's refresh guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, when refresh isn't needed, what then do you do? Yeah, what do you do in between refreshes? Just wait for uh, refresh to reload. <laughs> like, uh, sorry guys, I can't do anything. I'm, it, it's still gone. It's still down. Yeah. Enfeebling mostly, because you are the red mage. You have high enfeebling skill, or right. you better unless you just like refuse Suck to level it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah, you could say that. I was gonna be nicer about it, but hey. Okay. okay. Um. Now I've I've actually got the chance to party with uh Gord and him and in his hideous scorpion harness and um you know a lot of people just put the red mages on for uh for refresh but gordor actually this is in babiki bay around level 65 ish managed to keep the entire party not only refreshed and hasted but i don't think his mp ever fell below the 25 percent mark really Yes, and Convert always seemed ready whenever he needed it, which wasn't very much. I try not to use Convert as much as possible, except for maybe in a Link situation. And what I would like to thank you for, Gordor, is having a macro that alerts us that you're using Convert, not <laughs> one that alerts us to a possible Link. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, Hegro. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> okay, now now real now real quick. Uh, the the other the other sub that I heard about uh, Red Mage using, and especially for soloing, uh, is Ninja Bard. Oh, Ninja. Never mind. Um, and and <laughs> I've seen I've seen a lot of Red Mages sub Ninja and just be able to pull out some incredible damage and do you know do some pretty decent tanking too. Um, do you ever use Red Mage Ninja? Oh yes, of course. The last two days, I've been getting my ninja AF because my ninja is 50. And to get all my coffer keys and to actually solo all the NMs and stuff for my AF, right. I use ninja. Or I use red mage ninja. That's awesome. And I soloed all my all my AF. I soloed dark spark, got all the keys, everything by myself as wow. a red mage ninja. That's red awesome. Red Mage Ninja is a lot of work because you have to worry about refresh, stone mm -hmm. skin because your 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 evasion capped at seventy five is only two ten. Oh yeah, that's that's not so, a, that's not a ton. No. So it's not like you're going to evade anything, mm -hmm. any of the attacks. So you have to have stone skin up for when your shadows drop. All right, uh, I have a question for you now. There was a link posted on our forums um, to a video with a Red Mage soloing. Haku Taku. It wasn't the full video, you know, it was chopped up for uh, purposes, obviously, because people don't want to have to sit there and watch a three-hour video. But at the same time, you know, just saying, hey, look, here it is, I chopped it up because it's so long, it's still a little bit questionable. So what is your opinion on on th that possibility? 
it is possible because, as you saw in the video, he didn't melee it because mm -hmm. Hakutaku is a hexa eye and will paralyze you, which is not fun in any way, shape, and or form. <laughs> Paralyzed because sucks. When you're paralyzed and you're a red mage ninja, stone skin doesn't last that long against Hakutaku. You you noticed him, you know, nuking a lot. If you melee it, you do run the risk of getting paralyzed, and his paralyzed does last a long time. He was sitting there putting up shadows, putting up stone skin, nuking it, and just running back and forth doing this. Which is the strategy in which you're supposed to do it, if you're going to solo it. <laughs> so, uh, for future reference, if you want an O-Hat for whatever ungodly reason, just, Because uh, it's a great piece just, of equipment. It's a great piece of equipment. Gorder, will you back me up on this? Just go find it yourself is. a Red Mage Ninja to solo it for you. It, it takes a very skilled Red Mage Ninja to solo it. Because you can't So just don't come to you, right? Up <laughs> oh. oh, that was a cheap shot. Thus the reason why you Not don't have your O-hat yet, now isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't because see you, you with an O-hat. That's because I don't want an O-hat. We actually had this conversation uh, the other day uh, in the link shell. And, and you know what? I wouldn't be totally opposed to, you know, say an O-hat in a different form. Like the O-backwards basketball cap. I'd wear that one. <laughs> Or the O little hat with the little propeller thing on top? I'd wear that one, too. O beanie hat. <laughs> now, see, the reason Kalo doesn't have an O hat is because he has, what, the War Beret plus one? Yeah. FTW? Uh, that's just the RMT's O hat. Oh! Oh! So, Ouch! Yeah. That was a burn! That wasn't even a cheap shot. That was a straight-up... Burn! You got owned. Are I'm you done, Andy? Because it was his that. burn, not yours. You got owned. Yeah. Well, I'm backing him up. I'm his crew. Uh huh. I'm his. <laughs> 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 wait, wait. Hello, out of nowhere. <laughs> you sit here, not saying a word the whole time, <laughs> and you finally decide to throw in your two cents, and that's what we get. Are, are, yep. we, are we sure that you're a paladin, or are you just some kind of no, ninja he's with is a mic? <laughs> like Callow said, too many hits to the head. Oh, he's a go white. sit in the corner. Go sit in the corner. He's a, he's a white mage Power Ranger. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quickly, just uh, to to kind of to kind of finish up Red Mage here. What are some uh, end game strategies for Red Mages? It depends. What are you trying to do? Okay. If you're like soloing NMs for money, then you go Red Mage Ninja. Party wise, once you hit about seventy ish, you'll start mm -hmm. getting invited to burn parties. Sure. Burn parties. Most of the time, you're going to be the healer. Oh, so okay. you want to have white mage sub. Gotcha. Especially if you're going to new areas, you'll probably end up going to Gadava Meyer, and you're going to need Erase and Silena for the imps. I have heard of some red mages uh, subbing Dark Knight. Is When would this happen? Like Red mages... It. Yeah, red mage should have Dark Knight available as a sub for things like Dynamis and Sky, where, where you might need another stun. And chain spelled stun does come in handy on things like Suzaku and uh, Siryu, who use Hundred Fist and Chain Spell. 
Uh, we have an email here from Karis of the Carbuncle server, and uh, she she says that uh, you know she's been leveling Red Mage for a while, and she's really uh, she's really in tune with the job, um, but doesn't necessarily have. Uh, the money for you know uber equipment uh, and 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 a lot of the more expensive spells that are out there, and uh, she asks the question: What matters more? Is it someone who knows what they are doing for their job, or is it you know having the best weapon, the, the best gear, whatever? Gordor, what's what's your opinion on that? As a red mage, of course, when I was leveling red mage, I had already gotten my black mage seventy five, so yeah, I had the most, I had the best gear of all, and yada yada unquote uber gear yeah but you don't really need it you need to worry about spells more than gear Mm -hmm. you should have up-to-date gear you shouldn't be running around and like oh a wool doublet or something corny like that or like not gear nq version like some thief i know um Ah, that that was another burn. Gordor, yeah. Gordor, I like your style. I Don't really worry. like your style. Just remember, Gord, there will be ramifications. <laughs> there will be definite ramifications. Yeah. Are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There will also be burst. What? I can I can foresee burst two and flare two in your future. <laughs> ramifications. See now, Gordor has a level seventy five black mage and red mage. You don't even have a level 75 anything. Okay, so that's two up on you. And now, a 50 ninja who is soon going to pass. I have a 50 ranger. Okay. okay. I, have, I have one at 50. Okay, fine. Fine. 50 but ranger. But you know what? Uh, 50 ranger FTW. You know what? He looks better than the scorpion harness. Huh? We're the same character model. <laughs> <laughs> but I just Moving look on. so much better. Moving on. Cosmic twins. Second part of the email goes on to say, when she, whenever she's in a party, it seems like if she's with a black mage or a dark knight, they want to do the enfeebling leaving her out of the enfeebling. Or if there's a white mage and she tries to do the healing, they yell at her for doing healing, and it seems like she's always being one-upped and doesn't know what to do in party situations. Look, red mages are there to enfeeble. You have A-plus enfeebling for a reason. I have the skill ranking pulled up here right now, so uh, Karis, just bring this up next time a black mage or dark knight wants to out-enfeeble you. Dark knight skill ranking is C, black mage skill ranking is C-plus, and red mage, of course, is A-plus. So if a dark knight or a black mage ever tries to out-enfeeble you, just do what I do in most situations. Stab them in the throat. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that's that your solution to everything. Oh, well, yeah. And if you can't do it, linking five goblins will usually get the job done. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I don't... I wouldn't mind ever enfeebling, but if I see a red mage, I think I would know who to leave it to. Now, okay. see, black oh, oh, sorry, mages go are good because you get the DOT spells. That's mm-hmm. what black black mages should use if they want to quote-unquote enfeeble. It's not enfeebling magic, it's elemental magic. Yeah, but that, that's what I was going to bring up, that the the frost, shock, burn, all, yeah. of those, mm-hmm. all six of those are Black elemental. mage only. Right, and yeah, they're black mage only. and they're and they're so much they're they're better suited for a, a black mage, and they and they stick better, and and they have uh, you know they have better effects, stronger effects. Too. I, I think that's yeah. part of the confusion too. Is a lot of people think that spells like that, shock, burn, choke, are enfeebling because they do reduce certain stats, but they are in fact considered elemental magic. Yeah, if you ever cast a spell and get a skill up off them, you will notice that they are elemental magic. Moving right along, uh, our next topic, which we've talked about a little bit in reference 
referenced multiple times on the show but never got into is Dynamis. And since we have Gorder on the show who has a lot of experience in Dynamis, we thought that we would cover it. Sure. Now, for those of you, Dynamis is a special type of event only attainable if you have a 65-plus job and you had to have completed Mission 5-2 for your nation. At that point, you go to, I'm sure that you've seen the trail marking type spots in the different nations. You go there to receive your key item. And from then on, you are able to enter into Dynamis. Now, uh, it should be said that Dynamis zones are dark versions of normal zones. You know, when we talk about the three nations, we're talking about actually uh, dark dark zone versions of the three nations. Of actually, you're actually in you know Windurst or Bastok or Juno or Sandy. Yeah, and, one uh, specific zone. Yes, exactly. And uh, and it, there it, are mobs. There are mobs in that zone. The best way to describe right. it is um, imagine what the cities would have been like if the Great War 20 years ago would have been won by the Beastmen. Yeah. That's basically what you're going into. So you don't have to, you know, all, all you new players out there, you don't have to worry about Dynamis all of a sudden starting and being chased by, you know, Beastmen <laughs> all over Sandaoria. You, yeah. You don't have to worry about that. That is my worst <laughs> nightmare. Just all of a sudden I'm sitting there at the auction house getting some new gear and all of a sudden, bam, got Right, right. Back into Dynamis. Okay, so... Um, there are two different types of Dynamis. Other than the city nation type Dynamis, there are different zones of Dynamis, which include Dynamis Valkyrm, uh, Dynamis Zarkabard, there is Dynamis Kuflim, Buburimu, and there is also Dynamis Tavnasia, which was included in the COP. And right. Dynamis Boostedine. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. That's uh, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is the, there uh, any to get to Zarkabard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there any um, Dynamis of Kazam and other places no. like that? Nope, no. those are the only Dynamis. Now, to enter into Dynamis from the trail markings, for example, in the city, you have to have a Timeless Hourglass. Mm-hmm. You need one Timeless Hourglass for your entire alliance to enter. And to get a Timeless Hourglass, you go to one of the Goblin NPCs waiting by the entrance- entrances to Badeau, Devoy, and Castle Troja, and you have to trade him one million gil. So basically, one Dynamis run for your entire Dynamis Link Shell costs a million gil. There are specific no. rules for Dynamis. There are the original Dynamis areas, which include Winders, Sandaoria, Juno, and Vostok. And the maximum number of players allowed in is 64, and the entry target is the set of trail markings. The only thing required for that, the only expansion, is Rise of the Zillard. Alright, when you first gain Dynamis access, you have the Nations. That's yes. it. Once you finish the nations, and what I mean by that is you get to the final boss in Dynamis. You get a win for it. Defeat him, right. You examine a question mark, question mark, question mark. You get a key item. Yep. Go back out, examine the trail marking. You get a cutscene. Once you've finished all of the nations, you then start unlocking the dream world access, which would be like the Tavnasian and the different zones. Sure. The maximum number of players for these is slightly less. It's 36 for all the dream worlds except for Tavnasia, which is 18. And the entry targets for those are hieroglyphics. And yeah, and you also have to beat three, uh, COP Mission 3-5, the uh, Darkness Diablos, Diablos mm-hmm. Prime fight. Yep, and obviously you require the Rise of Zillard and Chains per Mafia mission. Now, what I find interesting about the Dream World Dynamis areas is once you enter in, mm-hmm. you don't get to use your sub-job until you find a specific mark and trigger that. Just like um, in map fights, for example. Yeah. Yeah. You do lose your sub-jobs, but you you have to fight an NM to get them back. Right. And usually, like, the only one I've been to is uh, Quiffum. Mm-hmm. And you have to 
fight like I think it is three think it is like three dragonflies or something like that. And okay. now now in your in your general experience, you know, how hard is it to get to gain the sub job access? You know, is it is it a pretty big milestone when you get through that part or, you know, is it is it usually no. pretty standard to, to just get it? Yeah, it, it's pretty standard to get it. As soon as people start zoning in, they go straight for the sub jobs. Oh, okay. As strategized, you go yeah. straight for the sub jobs. That way, by the time every all thirty six people zone in, you have your sub job back. All right, and it should also be noted too that there is a time limit in Dynamis, and by killing certain mobs, you can gain extra time to complete yes said Dynamis run. Yes. When dying in Dynamis, you do lose experience, and unfortunately, by killing mobs, you don't gain experience. Yeah. But you do get items which grant you experience much like the Dragon Chronicles at lower levels that you yes. get from and, smaller and quests. It, and it should be said that if you do Dynamis, expect to die. And expect to die a lot. Have re-raise gear on you. Have, mm -hmm. you know, and, and re-raise two gear if you can equip it. There's there's no getting raise threes. You know, it doesn't matter how close to level you are and you just de-leveled, you're getting a raise one. Yep because it doesn't waste MP, and it's the fastest way to get you back up. A lot of people might be asking yourself, well, other than, you know, purposes for the small storyline, why should I do Dynamis? Oh, well, that's kind of easy. Mm -hmm. um, AF2. Exactly. Relic, whatever you so, want to call it. Uh, it's referred to several ways. Sometimes it's called Relic Armor, sometimes it's called AF2, but this is the place to get it. Uh, you also get your relic weapon drops and the yes. items needed to upgrade it to its final. Yeah, um, it, it, I mean, there's all kinds of of the rare beastman currency Which... that that drop in Dynamis. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, all the rare beastman currency is used for is to upgrade your weapons, and those cost an ungodly amount of money. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I know. And You're and talking... and. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions. Oh yeah. Oh oh, absolutely. And and the worst the worst part about it is is that you need so much of the currency to upgrade the relic weapons. Okay, here yeah. just j just to um to to give some of you people out there who are wondering what it is that you need. Uh, here's a little a couple of the items that you're going to need to upgrade your weapon. Uh, the one I have up here up here right now is the uh, relic knuckles. This is for an example. To go from stage one to stage two, you need 100 bind bill. Now. If you've noticed in bazaars, one bind bill can go anywhere from 28k to 40k. And you need a hundred of those for the first stage. Let's go down to stage four to five. The final stage, 10,000 bind bill. This could be approximately 537 million to 716 million gil, taking nearly two years to get. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Actually, there is, a, there is a faster way to get it, but it's not a certain way. That's Dynamis Lord. Dynamis Lord drops the hun the uh, hundred bind bill and like the gold uh piece and all those. He does drop it. He doesn't drop it guaranteed, but he does drop it. I've seen him drop a couple of times. Right. Uh, one of the items that you can get, which makes it easier to upgrade, is the one hundred bind bill item. So it's not you know one each time. Yeah. Um. It should also be noted that not it's not just the currency that you need. You need other items too. For example, stage three for the dagger, you need 14 of the M silver pieces. You also need a malfic dagger, brass dagger, poison dagger, and a misericord. So there are other ingredients in the quest other than just the currency. Sure. Uh, a really great resource to find a bunch of Final Fantasy. 11 related news and strategies and really anything in general on the game is the FFX Cyclopedia, which can be found by going to 
our webpage and looking under the link section, they have just a vast, vast archives of yeah. things. I mean, oh, oh yeah, it's amazing, really. And the and I'm the, surprised that I didn't know about it sooner than what than, than what I did. Right, and and the the basis for the website is ex exactly how Wikipedia works, where uh, you have articles, you can look up anything you want. You know, let's say you wanted to look up how to do the Corsair job quest, just look up Corsair. It'll have a link to the quest actually uh, in the article. And, you know, there's all the quest information. Uh, the best part about the FFX Cyclopedia is that just like Wikipedia, if there is information that you want to contend or, uh, you know, you want to add something to the page, uh, it, you know, you can do that by by joining the community. And um, really, the community is supported through the users. So it's a really great resource. Check it out. It's on our links page at uh, www.limitbreakradio.com. It should also be mentioned that the relic armor and whatnot only drops in certain zones. So if you're looking for like ranger artifact, you can't just go to any zone and expect it to drop. Right. You know, yeah. it only drops in certain zones, and even then, don't expect it to drop too often. Yeah, the the relic drops are few and far between. But I mean, some runs are better than others. You know, I've been on runs where one or two pieces have dropped, and maybe you know uh, a relic weapon. Or two have dropped. The relic weapons seem to drop with a little bit more frequency, at least in in my experience, than uh, than the armor. The armor drops. It kind of it kind of varies depending on uh, you know depending on a how you know if you get to the end, b how long you're in there, see how many times you wipe. I mean, there are a lot of different variables, but yeah. And d how lucky you are. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so uh, you know when you get into Dynamis, uh, you know what should you expect? Because I, you know here here's my story about the first time I ever entered Dynamis. I was uh, at the time when when I traded the uh, the hourglass uh, uh, to the markings. I was borderline DCing. I was in that I was in I was in that zone where you're R zeroing every couple of seconds and you're just waiting for your connection to just die. But I got in there, and you know, I'm standing in there. I don't see anyone, and and I had, I had entered a couple minutes after everyone, so I assumed that you know the event the event had started, and that you know my 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 alliance had already been hacking away at mobs. So I just start running forward. Of course, being borderline DCing, none of them were just showing up on my screen or my radar. So they were all just standing around the entrance, as you should when you first enter Dynamis. And I ran ahead and pretty much just got got aggroed and killed by. I, I would say I would say 15 mobs. So definitely, uh, when you get into Dynamis, just wait. And and the most important, I would say, the most important thing about Dynamis, if it's your first couple of times, is to just listen to the leaders. Listen to the link shell leaders. Listen to, um, you know, the party leaders, because generally the parties will be uh, divided up into you know like a tank party, a DD party, a mage party. Um, so definitely, I, I mean, that's that that would be my recommendation for anyone new to Dynamis. Go in there and listen, uh, you know, listen to the other people and, and for the love of God, don't run ahead. You just use common sense and etiquette. You'll be fine. Yeah, sure. There are a lot. There are a lot of people involved in Dynamis and it can get real chaotic at times. So what's the basic strategy when you go in? Because uh, I know that, you, you know, the pullers usually pull in multiple mobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The basic strategy is, or you pull your mobs, and your red mages just sleep them, and your black mages should be going after the statues. 
Yeah, your your black mage should be going after statues because the statues are invulnerable to physical damage. Right. So the melees need to concentrate on the mobs uh, and uh, the mages, of course, on the on the statues. And and in some instances, at least when I've been in Dynamis, uh, we there's a there's a ninja uh, kiting the rest of the mobs uh, that aren't currently being taken by. Uh, uh, you know, by uh, whatever distribution, you know, it, you could be taking two, two or three mobs at a time, and then the rest will be kited around. Moving away from Dynamis and uh, and onto our uh, last topic, uh, of course, Gordor, with with you having two level seventy five jobs, um, we thought that it, it would be a good time to cover some mat fight strategies. And of course, we're not going to cover all of the jobs, just you know yeah. the jobs that we happen to be good at. So, uh, you know, uh, the jobs that we're going to pretty much cover are black mage, red mage, uh, thief. Dark Knight and Paladin. You said the jobs that we're good at, so that kind of leaves Arjit out. Pwns earned! And Kahlo finally puts one up on the scoreboard. <laughs> well, I have been swinging like a Dark Knight tonight, haven't I? <laughs> Okay, Gord, why don't you uh, start us off with uh, Black Mage, Matt Fight Technique. Alright, tests are simple. There's two places you can get tests. You can get them in Bedou, off of the Sapphire Guados, or you can get them in Castle Astroja off of the Yakuto Prelates. Mm -hmm. I did Castle Astroja because I didn't feel like getting cursed and all that other crap going down in Bedou because it's not a very mage-friendly place. So I went to Castle Astroja and I had to solo a lot of my tests. I had 12 tests and all because I couldn't get the strategy down. No, I, I suck. The basic strategy to beat Matt is you run in, you use an AM spell. Uh, I use Flare to start out with because it was my strongest spell at the time. A lot of people might not have it, so, you know, go go what you have. I went, like, my strategy was I went in and cast Flare on him. Then you, you're supposed to Elemental Seal sleep too, because if you don't Elemental Seal, you're not going to get it. Right. And it's really nice to have all your uh, magic cap before you fight him. Then, seeing how I am Elven, and I didn't have a lot of MP at the time, I popped two Pro Ethers, and then I cast Flood on him while he was still asleep. After Flood, he, he, he started to cast an AM spell on me, so I stunned him, mana flaunted, fire rig of three, and beat him. There you go. It was a four-minute fight, the scariest four minutes of my life. <laughs> so yeah. how about uh how about for red mage what kind of what kind of strategy is there for red mage okay red mage is if not the hardest fight it has to be at least the second hardest the oh yeah person, I, I, I know so many red mages that have a lot of trouble with their mat fight i know a lot of red mages who quit red mage because they can't get past Matt, like summoner <laughs> they could beat matt see the the red mage fight when you explain it and you break it down it seems easy, but it's not really that easy because Red Mage fight pretty much 
goes down like this. Run in, eat your food, sleep him. While he slept, you want to dispel all of his deep, all of his buffs. Because he's buffed himself way before you got in there. And you want to make sure you have yourself buffed before the fight. So after you debuff him, you hit him with an aerial 3. Then you okay. sleep him again. Then you hit him with an aerial 3 again, and you sleep him again. You might run on, you might run low on MP, so, you know, pop a couple of ethers, whatever. Maybe a Vialixer, Vialixer plus 1, whatever you got on you, that's going to give you more MP. And then and a hurry. refresh, which is a mandatory kind of thing. Yeah, you you should know by then. Refresh is a three minute spell. Yeah. At the, you should be able to count it as at the end that three minutes. Bam, you should have refresh back up. Oh sure, yeah. By by then you should be so used to spamming refresh that I mean it should be second nature. Yeah. Then you want to area three them again. Mm-hmm. and sleep him again. About this time, if you run out of MP again, you might be a little short on time. Mm-hmm. So in order to finish the fight quickly, you want to chain spell Aerial 3 him. And then once he's once you're done with that part, you want to just keep going. Just keep going, chain spell, just keep Aerial 3 him, convert, cure 4, just keep going at it, and you're sure to beat him. Now, Kahlo, of course, you being a thief, and you have beaten Matt, but you didn't use the traditional technique for uh, for the th- the thief strategy, so why don't you go over both strategies that you used? Absolutely. All right. First thing is, everyone thinks that thief has it easy because all they have to do is steal from him, and that is true. It's really easy to walk in there, hit steal, and take the item. It's easy to execute. However, actually doing it, it's a little bit harder. I mean, I had all steel plus equipment, which is the first thing you want to do. That includes a rabbit charm, key ring belt, rogue's ring, rogue's bonnet, rogue's culottes, rogue's poulains, and thief's cody. Altogether, that's about plus 12 steel onto your skill. And the latent effect, or the latent trigger for the rogue's ring is player must have less than 75% HP and less than 100% TP. And also being behind the mob is known to slightly increase your chance of stealing the item. Right. Now, personally, you can get two steals per mat fight. You walk in, throw up re-raise, he goes to steal from you, just let him kill you, you know, die. Now, you have five minutes on your recharge timer. When you die, you lose all hate. So you can re-raise yourself right away, and he won't attack you until you engage and do something to him, Right. which you then get another steal on him. Mm-hmm. Now, the best way to get the thief's testimonies, which is actually really easy as a thief because it can be soloed, mm-hmm. you get them from Goblin Bandits, which can be found all over Vanadil, mm-hmm. Platinum Quadov from Badeau, and then Tonberry Tour and Tonberry Trailers. Now, the really cool thing about the thief's testimony is that you can actually steal it from the mob. It doesn't just drop. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't you have to steal it? It's easier. I don't know if it actually drops. I've stolen it all the time, and it's a lot easier. So, you know, I would just say steal it because I actually got mine on accident at level 65. I accidentally stole it. So that was pretty cool. Now, when it comes to actually fighting Matt, the uh, it's a lot similar to, you know, the other melee jobs. You're going to want an Opu Opu necklace. You're going to want sleep potions. And you go in the same way you would. Start off with a sneak attack, regular attack on Matt. Now, as soon as you use your regular attack, you want to fire off Dancing Edge, have an Icarus Wing, pop that for another 100% TP, let off another Dancing Edge. At that point, he should be down to about half his health. However, with all those hits that you were just giving him, chances are he's going to be near a Zorin Fist really soon. Uh, when he uses a Zorin Fist, you're going to want to throw up your perfect dodge because it is a multiple-hitting weapon skill so the chances are you know it's split second so it's going to be hard to completely dodge it but hopefully you will dodge a couple of them Mm -hmm. once you throw up your perfect dodge just keep on beating on him 
Now when he uses perfect dodge, you're going to want to use flee. Make sure you have your AF boots because then you can flee. Well, not that you really need them, but that isn't an extra 15 seconds of flee if you need it for whatever reason. You want to flee around, uh, pop some X potions if you need to to get your health back up. Yeah. But it really wasn't that difficult. I mean, I, 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 went, I bought a link, a blink band. I bought a Spartan Hoplot, which gives Phalanx. Mm -hmm. I mean, I bought all types of different buffs for myself, thinking this was, this was going to be some really hard fight. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I couldn't even steal, which was bull because I had all the steel gear possible. And I go in there, and I beat him in, like, under two minutes with melee. I'm like, well, that was pretty simple. I mean, so in my opinion, you guys just, thieves out there, just go kick his ass. It's a lot more gratifying when you do that. <laughs> Not all thieves have to steal to get what they want. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Arjulam, how about uh, how about you take a take a stab at uh, uh, paladin Matt fight techniques? Uh, well, from what I've read, uh, since I haven't fought Matt Melf yet, being sure. only sixty-two, uh, what you want to do is stack yourself up with the best DD gear that you can, uh, which is pretty much uh, the Sapphire hands and legs at level 50, uh, 69, uh, which you can get from the assault missions. Mm -hmm. And uh, just that's all that I can remember right now, but any other DD gear. Pretty much uh, what you want to do, you just want to sleep yourself to 100% TP like all the other melee jobs. Run in, use Vorpal Blade, uh, pop an Icarus Wing, uh, use another Vorpal Blade, and then just hack away at him. Uh, Probably hitting some potions if you need to, and curing yourself, and ethers, and all that. And then when he uh, uses his two-hour, uh, just uh, him. yeah, run around, make sure he doesn't hit you. And then as soon as that drops off him, use your two-hour, go in and attack him, and then just hack away until he dies. Oh yeah. So uh, for Dark Knight techniques, it's it's pretty standard. Um, most everyone uses this technique. When you enter, of course, you put up your food, put up a blink band. Uh, having a popo necklace and sleep yourself to 100 TP, you'll need about uh, uh, four sleep potions to just get to 100. Yeah, there's really does 25%. Yeah, there's really no uh, there's really no point in sleeping to beyond 100 TP. It doesn't make that big of a difference. I've heard varying stories like people swear by sleeping to uh, 200 or 300 TP, but uh, in my in my opinion, it's not necessary. I I, I beat Matt fine with just 100 uh, 100 TP. TP. But then, uh, when, right when you engage him, uh, use uh, blood weapon, uh, soul eater, and last resort, and then hit him with uh, with guillotine. And then after that's done, pop an Icarus wing, hit him again with guillotine. Um, and then uh, when when he uses his two hour, uh, that's when you use things like stun and weapon bash. Usually, those will keep him. Uh, you know, keep him from hitting you and doing too much damage, and him recovering too, you know, too much HP uh, to to where it should be okay. You got to remember also that as you guys like to pick on me for, Dark Knights hit really slow, so Matt's going to hit you really slow. Um, so if you can if you can stun just those couple attacks that he has while blood weapons up, you'll be golden. After that, uh, it just if you haven't hit your two hour already, hit your two hour. Just get him down to about twenty percent HP, a little lower. Uh, I I don't know about there was just a little, little sliver left. About twenty percent. Yeah, if if you got if yeah if you get him to about twenty percent HP, he gives up, and uh, that's pretty much it. 
Um, also, uh, in there, use um, I used uh, Violixers and, uh, and a Violixer plus one, and it was an enormous help. And uh, I just wanted to, to real quick thank Prototype for that awesome strategy because it totally worked. All right, and then uh, just another couple small quick notes about Matt, the Matt fight. You only have 10 minutes. Your sub-job is disabled for this fight, and regardless of your job, he's going to use fists. Another interesting fact, um, Matt has access to all spells up to level 75 mm-hmm. for mage fights. Yeah. This is true because I got Thunder Ford. Ouch. Ouch. All right. And I also got a Syrian fisted in my second fight with them, which I've never seen a black mage get a Syrian fisted, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> Bad luck. Yeah. Okay, um, well, we're, we're getting towards uh, towards the end of the show. We wanted to take a look at uh, at some of your emails. All right, uh, Shadowbane from the Alexander server writes in, wondering that he noticed that we're all from different servers, Odin and Titan. Did you guys start out on the same same server, then split up? And uh, actually, the way that it worked out was uh, me and Aniro were the first two that started playing, and this was before we actually met each other. And uh, I met Arjit first and got him introduced to the game, so, of course, he came to my server, which was Odin. And, uh, of course, uh, I knew Sail and brought Sail to the game, so he came to Titan. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, that's really just how it ended up working yeah, out. By that time, uh, both Aniro and I were high 50s into the 60s, and so we weren't just going to give up our characters. Right. Given I do have a low-level character on Titan that I do level occasionally, but because of bad Dunes experiences, I've kind of been neglecting it a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's basically the story behind that. Titan has terrible Dunesies. That's, that's, uh, except for <laughs> Except for, of course, for Sale. Sale was the best of the Dunesies. I would like to think that. <laughs> um, okay, so now, uh, last week we introduced the Adventure of the Week program, um, and we decided that uh, for our first Adventure of the Week, we wanted to we we wanted to decide from within uh, our own personal experiences, and uh, Sale wanted to nominate uh, uh, Valrout, who wrote in the email last week. And uh, so, Sale, would you like to uh, would you like to tell us why Valrout is uh, this week's Adventurer of the Week? Sure, I might as well because um, he was the one that came to mind right away. He is a uh, Elvan white mage um he hit 75 not too long ago yeah and he's in our fellow link shell cognoscetti yep well just out of the blue i was going to um just pass some time with farming because i had nothing better to do that day mm-hmm. and i'm talking to Varo from tells and the next thing i see is hey how about i uh, come over there and help you get uh better gloves i naturally said sure and <laughs> of course who, who turns like, down better equipment I'm all like, right uh sure but um you really don't have to oh no that's okay that night we wound up um going and getting first drop my um microfill gloves which was an, a vast improvement from the gloves from, that i had right which were white mitts <laughs> <laughs> right. Huh. And of, and of course, black for Black Mage. mage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh. It, it was a huge improvement. It gave me one intelligence, two mind, and minus two to enmity. So now I can nuke just a really? little bit These more. These are uh, rare X. Yeah. They're rare, they're rare X. And w- what do they drop from? I've actually never heard of them. Yeah, I got before. a pair. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're rare X, it's not like I can sell them. <laughs> you can't. But um, I'm trying my best to remember what exactly zone was where it was. In? Carpenter's Landing. Yeah, it was Carpenter's oh, Landing. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. You have me. to right. have a uh, 
dancing um, shroom, a dancing shroom, sleepy shroom, and a woozy shroom. Yeah. Okay. And um, you trade uh, it to shrooms. a question mark, question mark, question mark area <laughs> within there. Question mark cubed. Yeah. And you will, um, uh, NM will spawn, and all you have to do is kill it and pray that the drop goes. I got mine on the first drop. Did you? So it might yeah. be um, just basically one of those you work hard for it, you get it kind right. of things. I'd also like to add in... He had he didn't have to do any mm-hmm. of that for me. Oh, he, yeah. He really pulled through. He even got another member of ours into it. Xylus mm-hmm. helped um, also, but Varel was the one that came up with the idea first, oh, offered yeah. me first, stopped staticking yeah. just to do this for oh me. and and Vaurout has has always uh come out he's power leveled me several times Kahlo, he's power leveled you before he's offered he's actually to uh too. he's offered to take my monk out of the dunes for me because it's been such a, a horrible horrible experience for me <laughs> that reminds me uh, of my white mage experience there yeah so Vaurout <laughs> is our uh adventurer of the week uh congratulations Vaurout. congrats man yeah uh awesome next um, week it'll be your guys nominations we just figured we might give you a little taste of what we're looking for right so uh hop on over to our forums at limitbreakradio.com and uh enter your submissions for adventures uh, for uh the adventure of the week uh you can nominate anyone on any server and uh for any reason exactly really. yeah so uh, i would so- like to nominate myself because i'm fluffy we'll consider that we have uh, a little bit of disheartening news here and uh, it should be known that uh, it's completely Arjitlam's fault so send all hate mail and whatnot to him Arjitlam at limitbreakradio.com okay what's Um, going on here okay so here's the deal Um, we're changing our updating schedule normally we've been updating the show uh, and putting new shows up at uh, or on Sunday and that's now going to change. We're no longer going to be updating on Sunday. Uh, we're going to be updating on Wednesdays. And that's not this Wednesday, but you have to wait a whole week and a half now. Yeah, an extra, extra couple of days that you got to wait. Extra three days. Oh no! Uh, but Aww. because I'm so kind. I'm going to throw in a little extra something for you guys, so uh, just bear with us. Okay, so we will have something extra for you that will be posted on Sunday when this show's normally supposed to be posted. So check back Sunday, LimitBreakRadio.com. Okay, so uh, uh, the last thing that we wanted to mention, this is the last time that you're going to hear about this contest because the uh, we are officially closing the contest to win Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus at midnight Eastern. Uh, on September 18th. So get those submissions in for the best evisceration macro, and uh, and you like like we've been saying, you'll win your own copy of Final Fantasy VII: Dirge of Cerberus. Official and rules can be found on our website. It's just funny that Kel has to have someone else come up with his macros. Hey, I have a macro, or right, it's a damn good macro. Yeah, well. Then why do you need another one? Exactly. Because yeah. from the kindness of my heart, I wanted to give something back to our listeners. <laughs> something more than you know, a Nero's cheap. Joke. Something more than than Arjit's senseless. Oh God! Pong! Skipping over him. Freaking that. Something. I think I'm the only one in this show that hasn't said that yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> 
but that's the reason. All right. Because I yeah. care. All right. Well, it's time for us to get out of here. I'm Aniro. Keep listening. I'm Kala, the one who looks better than the scorpion harness, regardless of what the black mage says. I'm Sail, the one that's trying to talk some sense into the thief. And I'm Argelon, demorphing. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Gordor, just hanging out, and yes, I look so much better in a scorpion harness to any ladies that want to see. Yeah. Thank you, Gordor, for joining us. It's been a great show. Um, I would just have to give a quick shout-out to my Skylink show versus I love you guys. You, you're awesome. Uh, this is Limit Break Radio. Check back next Wednesday. Take care. Tetramaster and Vanadilla registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.